0: Is Upbeat with
1: beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host Parker K. Hey, welcome to Upbeat and thank you very much for being here and for listening in today. There's no video this week on YouTube or on the website, but that's because I'm actually resharing a recent podcast episode that I was interviewed on, and that's Camcast K A M C A S T camcast with samara hurley i had a blast on the show and samara did a really great job conducting the interview she asked questions i don't think i've ever been asked before so therefore we talked about things i don't think i've ever talked about before and it really is great content and all of her interviews are really great too so i would highly recommend going over and following on wherever you're listening to podcasts follow camcast k-a-m-c-a-s-t camcast with samara hurley and enjoy this interview
0: Welcome to the CAMcast. The CAM Project is the take action nonprofit organization to inspire, influence, and impact kids and teens worldwide. Your CAMcast host interviews older teens, parents, mentors, and specialists, providing tips, advice, education, inspiration, and a supportive community to kid and teen entrepreneurs. Introducing owner of Actionista Live and co-founder of the CAM Project, your host, Samara Beth Hurley.
2: Welcome to another fabulous episode of CamCast. We are so thrilled to be here once again today. And thank you to all of our listeners who have come back day after day to listen to CamCast. And don't forget about CamCast Kids, which is the podcast for kids by kids. Today, I have yet another Clubhouse friend. It's amazing what the Clubhouse app has done and brought to our table. His name is Parker Kane. And Parker is unique from all the guests that we've had so far on CamCast because he is a professional beatboxer. He's 28 years old, a beatboxer, and a voiceover actor. Welcome to CamCast, Parker. How are you today?
1: I'm doing so good. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it.
2: You are so welcome. And I'm glad that you came here and spent some time off of Clubhouse because you seem to be on there quite a bit. So do you have that addiction that a lot of us have on that app?
1: I definitely do. And you know, it's funny you say that because recently I feel like I'm starting to hit that burnout phase because <laughs> I have uh, started stepping back a, just a tad, but I definitely don't want to drop off just yet. I love the app.
2: It really is super helpful. And then networking and what we've gotten out of it is priceless, especially the guests for this podcast. So I'm so glad to hear that. Now you are 28 years old, so you are still a millennial. Is that right?
1: I believe so. Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You didn't age out of it. I'm kidding. I know you don't, but I I don't know exactly where that period starts and stops. Yeah. The cutoff point there. So where are you? You're in the world of potatoes. Is that right?
1: Yes. Repping Boise, Idaho over here.
2: (laughs) Are you on a farm? Are you in a big city?
1: No, Boise. I mean, I was definitely in a farm area before COVID hit. I was in Rexburg, Idaho. That was a much smaller place, but I moved to Boise, Idaho to be closer to family. And Boise is pretty big. The Treasure Valley area, I think it's over a million people. So it's crazy.
2: That is crazy. I think I drove through Boise when I was driving my car from Canada to, to Arizona. I believe I had a moment in Boise where it was a snowstorm and yeah. I was gripping my will with all my might. So tell us, you you are out of college. You are finding your way. What did you major in?
1: So it's funny. I actually started out with a nursing major. I did about one and a half, two years of studying nursing because one of my biggest obstacles, which I'm sure we'll get into here on this episode, was uh, trying to decide which path to go on. I, my whole, you know, one side of me wanted to pursue medical and find a normal job. And the other total musical creative side of me wanted to do beatboxing and music and motivational speaking, those kinds of things. And so I originally started with nursing, but then later, kind of halfway in, I switched to communications and started learning everything I could about social media marketing and advertising that's
2: impressive, very dramatic change. I'm kind of picturing scrubs, (laughs) the TV show scrubs where you're beatboxing while, you know, changing people's IV. I don't know. It just is kind of the visual that I'm getting thinking of you as a nurse.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't ever actually a nurse, but I did for seven years, almost seven years. I was a CNA certified nursing assistant. And so I wasn't ever with the IVs, but I definitely beatboxed uh, while taking vital signs. So it was it was a blast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a good way to study, too, memorizing uh, the textbooks by beatboxing. Did you mm-hmm. ever utilize beatboxing to help you with your education growing up?
1: I did, but most of the time, especially as a kid, I think it was more more distracting because whenever I would get bored, I would just start beatboxing and and distracting other kids in class. <laughs> and the teachers, yeah. When I was younger, especially, it, it was more of, of a distraction in class than it was a benefit.
2: So I'm getting a visual here of Parker, the class clown, his beatboxing in the middle of class, getting in trouble, having to constantly go into detention, So tell us about your upbringing. What was it like for Parker growing up? What were some of the things you liked to do? And did you, were you a kidpreneur at a younger age?
1: I was, I mean, I was born and raised for the most part with a single mom and my mom, she's been my world forever. She's always been there for me and to help me. And she was a deciding factor for me for nursing actually why I started going that route was just cuz we struggled financially and I didn't ever have much and so I throughout my whole life just wanted to make money that was kind of the mindset and so shoveling driveways and sidewalks mowing lawns I did boy scouts I'm actually an eagle scout that's not super common knowledge I haven't said that on a podcast I don't believe but <laughs> Well, wait a
2: minute, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. Parker (laughs) King was an Eagle Scout, which by the way, my son Gavin was a Boy Scout. And so I'm very in tune with all of that. So go on.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. So, I mean, I just, I was raised with a hard work ethic and wanted to just work for money. And when I was nine years old, that's when I first heard of beatboxing. I was watching NSYNC because this was in the 90s and Justin Timberlake was beatboxing Uh, when he was in the band Sync, And I just was obsessed with it. And I started trying to master it and become as best as I could at it. And even from the age of like 13 or 14, I started finding my own spots to perform. I'd book myself for talent shows. I'd book myself for community fair concerts and county fair concerts and state fair concerts. I would just try to get around with beatboxing as much as I could to earn money that way. So, yeah, it's always been about the grind and trying to earn money.
2: (laughs) I love that. I love that. Good for you. I bet your mama's really proud. What's your mama's name? Linda. Linda. Thank you, Linda. You did a very, very good job raising your son. Let me just say that every time Parker comes into a room, he lights up that room and he introduces people into the clubhouse room and makes everyone smile and feel good about themselves. You know, we're all having such a challenging time with COVID. And I know that you've had to pivot during this time too. I hope that you have, it sounds like you have an outlet, but I hope you have people in your life who are able to lift you up when things are challenging. You were working at radio stations. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so that happened when I made the switch in the majors that I talked about when I was nursing, I was a CNA, but when I made that switch to communications, I was like, got to find some kind of career that's more in line with that. So I found a radio group in Southeast Idaho that I was brought on as an intern, and then I was there for two and a half, almost three years doing their social media I didn't get much into the radio side of things like I thought I would. I definitely was more of their social media help.
2: (laughs) Okay. But you kind of have to understand the radio, how radio works in order to promote them in social media. And that that might be a little bit important. And were you doing social media content creation? Were you doing the graphics? Were you just scheduling it out?
1: Yeah. It was a one-man show there. As you can imagine, radio and social media kind of butt heads a little bit. I think it's harder for the radio industry to, at least in the small town that I was in, it was harder for radio to accept more of a digital way of thinking. And so I was just the one person there who did social media and I would do all of the content and all of the scheduling and then all of the promoting and paid marketing, things like that for four different radio stations, which was also kind of a test for me because that's four completely different demographics you know country music attracts a whole different audience than pop music than the conservative news radio (laughs) you know all those different categories attract an extremely different audience
2: Yes, this is true. And I like all music. So it's pretty impressive. Um, when you look at my list, my playlist is pretty eclectic.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's
2: country and rap and pop and classical and Broadway. A little heavy metal in there too. <laughs> so that's <laughs> so I know that you help people pursue their passions. What is your true passion?
1: I think it's helping people. I feel like I'm always trying to find what I'm really passionate about. But I think the more I do that, the more I just uncover all kinds of passions that I didn't know existed. So I always say, you know, beatboxing was kind of my first passion and music was like what I fell in love with. But then throughout time, I started to realize that what I enjoyed more than beatboxing was seeing the way that beatboxing made people feel and seeing their reaction. And more than music, I like, the harmonic moments and the meaning behind the lyrics and the story behind the artist, like found so much more behind the actual song that I'd listened to that I was really passionate about. And when I had a video go viral, it kind of boosted me into this world of public speaking. And I started being put on stage often to speak and share my story. And I'd realized that sharing my story would bring people to tears and motivate them to do what they love And so it's just been this snowball effect of finding more and more things that I'm passionate about and deeper and deeper meanings.
2: Tell us about this video that went viral. Cause I know that that was a turning point in your life and career as well too.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, how, how deep do you want me to go? Cause it can get kind of, it can, it's like a really big story.
2: (laughs) I want the story. Yeah. Juicy story. And, for those listening, make sure you stay on and listen all the way through because Parker will be beatboxing for us. So, so yes, I want to hear everything what the video is about. Haven't watched it and neither have, we'll assume none of the listeners have either. Give us a visual on it. I know that's kind of hard with the video.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to start just a, a tad before the video went viral, but, um, it went viral October, 2015. And for about three years before that, I struggled really bad with depression and anxiety. And I kind of attribute that to pursuing something I wasn't passionate about. You know, I was in jobs that I hated. I was pursuing nursing, which I was only doing that because I thought it would give me a steady job and a steady income. Because like I said, I was raised in a single parent household where we didn't have much. So that was my why, but I was putting everything I was passionate about on the side. And I think the longer I did that, the more of a dark place I went to and um, it got really bad and I'll just spare all the sensitive details, but it got to a point where I didn't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm a Christian, I believe in God. And I said a prayer that was basically like, if I'm supposed to. Pursue beatboxing and music and things that I'm passionate about. Like, I need a sign, otherwise, I'm going to give up. Like, I don't know where I'm going to go from here. And literally, that day, it's kind of a funny story now. I mean, it goes from dark to super funny, <laughs> kind of quick, but I had friends reach out to me and say, Hey, do you want to go on a late night McDonald's run? And this was like one in the morning. It was in college, and my friends were still up and wanted to go to McDonald's and just.
2: Uh- Kick it uh, and I, hang out. I'm 45. We do that too. Sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure I I probably still would if I was still in that college town and had all that craziness happening around <laughs> me. But oh my goodness! So I didn't want to go to be honest because I was in a, such a depressed state for years where when people asked me to come play, for lack of better words. I would want to say no, like I'd rather be alone. I'd rather be in my room, but I kind of took that as an answer to my prayer. So I was like, uh, yeah, like I'll go like this. What are the odds that they'd be calling me right now? So I went with them to McDonald's and I had some friends ask me to beatbox with a McDonald's cup and I did that and the whole restaurant went quiet And my friends filmed it. My roommate at the time, actually, Sean, he was the one who pulled out his phone and recorded it. And I beatboxed with the McDonald's cup. And he actually asked me if I wanted this video and if I wanted to put it on YouTube. And I said, no, I was like, no, this is garbage. It's not even high quality. Like I was so obsessed at the time too of of trying to produce like high quality 1080p content on YouTube. You know, I didn't want that cell phone garbage (laughs) because in 2015, it wasn't as good as as it is now. (laughs) I can
2: relate to that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, no, it's whatever. So he posted it on his Facebook account. And the next morning, it was 53,000 views. And Uh by the end of the week, it was well over a million and to this day i mean i found this out back in 2017 so i don't even know where it is now but in 2017 i found out it was over a billion views on facebook and from that happening that's what launched me into i mean getting a mcdonald's commercial being on all these tv shows traveling the country speaking and sharing my story And that's where I kind of started to discover I was motivated by motivating others. And so I started my podcast, Upbeat. And yeah, it's just, I mean, that was a huge, genuinely what I think to be um, an answer to my prayer. When I was in my lowest moment, when it was the 11th hour, I hung on and God was basically like, look, you don't know what's next. (laughs) What's next was something absolutely huge that no one could have predicted.
2: Wow. That is powerful and God does work in mysterious ways, doesn't it? It's divine intervention is what I say. And the universe has put some of the most incredible people in our lives. I think you could probably attest to that from the reactions that you get when you're in a clubhouse room full of investors and multi-multi-millionaires and all these people and you bring such a light in there. So you've served more of a purpose than I think you could imagine. And it's amazing that you have as many people following and watching and viewing that as they make cheeseburgers. So it's over a billion, right? I don't know where we're at now with McDonald's and their signage, but yeah,
1: there it's you go. Crazy. Well, and they actually oh, told me that because I had to reach out to me for a lot of conversations before I had my McDonald's commercial, they told me that that video boosted like their Coke sales because I was beatboxing with the McDonald's cup and kids around the world were going to McDonald's just to buy the McDonald's cup <laughs> and try to copy what I was doing. Similarly to how I started by watching Justin Timberlake.
2: It's organic marketing and it's amazing. And you did it just for fun. And do uh, you thank your friends every day? it pretty much saved your life. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. So Sean, actually, he just called me. Thank goodness I had my my phone on silent, but my friend Sean literally just called me. We talk every single day. Uh, and it's been, yeah, since October, 2015, that we've pretty much not missed a day talking to each other. So it's crazy.
2: I love that. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that story and for sharing the struggles that you went through, because I think any of us have been there. I think more so with COVID, there's a lot of kids, teens, and adults who are suicidal and I, and depression. and And I have struggled with you know depression and anxiety. And um, I lost a son, and that really put me kind of somewhat over an edge. And so, actually, his name was Cameron. And so we named uh, the Cam Project in memory of Cameron. We just changed the C to a K because Ava's like, well, it's got to be kids, not children, mom. So it's Kid Action Makers. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like so many of you, so many kids have old souls and Ava's like that. And it sounds like you're like that too. And are you an only child? You mentioned you're, you have a single, your um, mother's a single mother, but.
1: Yeah. So I have one sister. So it's just the two of us. And when I was, interesting when I was nine years old, picking up the beatboxing, that's when my parents got divorced. And so I think that really helped me through that experience too, was, Grabbing on to beatboxing and just holding on to something through that ride.
2: (laughs) Have you ever thought about going on America's Got Talent? Because they have beatboxers from time to time and they always do quite well.
1: So I almost did. That could be a whole other podcast about like contracts and legal agreements and things like Uh that. But um, (laughs) I actually, when the video went viral, they reached out to me to have them film like B-roll footage for before and after their commercial breaks and I got offered to be a contestant, but at, like through the process of of making that happen, I was like, uh, like I, I'd probably rather not right now. But that was also, it's hard when you get in with those big brands because like you can't be on The Voice and America's Got Talent and a McDonald's commercial all like in the same month. <laughs> it's it's weird. Say I want you to sign something. <laughs>
2: Right. It's a non-compete essentially. And it depends on which network they're on and and which network's buying McDonald's commercials. And yes, I I I agree. (laughs) Well, that is a whole nother thing. Well, in teaching kids and teens being entrepreneurs, that's something that you can bring to the table as a mentor, because this is definitely a mentorship program too. And this is where you could help kids who want to find their voice, literally as beatboxers, So you might be able to guide some of those kids. So I'll keep you in mind for that. If if you don't mind being a mentor for anyone. Um, So you have a podcast. I want to know a little bit more about your podcast. What's about, how long have you had it and who are your guests?
1: Oh, wow. So first of all, thanks for letting me uh, share that and giving me such a platform to share my story and what I do. The podcast It started back in 2018-ish was when I really thought about doubling down on it. It was because I actually had a surgery on my esophagus where they actually didn't know if I'd be able to make the same sounds that I do with beatboxing. Mm -hmm. And for a good six months, I was off of stages. I was not performing. I was not speaking anywhere. I was not traveling. And so I was like, well, what can I do that... Is still making an impact, but I don't have to actually physically go travel the country. And I was like, podcasting, Podcasting's the answer for that. Like I can do everything I normally do just in my pajamas and nobody knows, <laughs> right? So I <laughs> um, started podcasting back then in 2018, 2019. At the time I was finishing up some college too. And I was in a class where the professor would always kind of compare us to celebrity success stories. So, and I personally really love those stories, but I noticed for a lot of my friends in, in that class, like they just, there was something about it that where it was like unattainable, unrelatable. They just didn't connect with those stories. You know, the Eminem did it. So you can too. And Michael Jordan did it. So you can too. And JK Rowling wrote those books. Like you can too. And I love those stories. Like I said, but my friends, like it just, there's some kind of disconnect. So. My podcast idea came from just wanting to interview success stories of people who maybe weren't in the public eye, people who are really wealthy, really happy, live where they want to, do what they want to, pursue everything that they're passionate about and really making an impact in the world. And nobody knows their names because they're not the M&Ms. They're not the Michael Jordans. And so those are my guests. And I have had some kind of big hitters on there. Rich Redmond, he plays the drums for Jason Aldean. I've had David Meltzer on there, uh, Anthony Trucks. There's been some reputable names who people do know, but for the most part, it's people who are not in the public eye, but are totally killing it at doing what they love to do.
2: I love that. See, you're, people have inspired you and you're inspiring others. And I appreciate you wearing your Star Wars pajamas for me today. Well, you're podcasting in your pajamas. I mean, I, I'm cool with it. It's adorable. Funny
1: story. I've actually never seen Star Wars. I'm what? One those, I'm one of those guys.
2: <laughs> okay, that's it. You're coming here. We're having a marathon. That's ridiculous. That's unacceptable. We're going to have to do something about that. Do you at least watch DC comic Marvel?
1: Yeah. Well, I love I love Marvel. I've seen everything they've created. So <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge. And I, do, I do wear a Marvel t-shirt at night. So
2: <laughs> my kids actually got to direct an episode of The Flash on TV. So that was pretty cool. That's they cool. we lived in Vancouver, British Columbia, and they film all the DC comic stuff there. And then some of the Marvel, but I know. We always say that Marvel does movies great, DC Comic does TV better but you know we there's some marvel that that i've certainly loved watching my son gavin and i he's very into comic stuff and so we watch it all together but i love all that as well in fact we're always superheroes we're either dc comic or or marvel characters for every halloween that's just our—it's <laughs> awesome. how we roll so, so it's funny cool. too because you said you like to use superpowers to strategically network so we just Started talking about superheroes and superpowers. So, what is your superpower, Parker Kane?
1: Well, for me, it's beatboxing. That's why I write that is because beatboxing is really kind of—it's not a normal thing, but it's the thing that helps me get my foot in the door everywhere mm-hmm. I go. I can connect with anyone and everyone, and as long as I keep building my superpower of beatboxing, then the more success I can ultimately have by reaching more people and networking with those people. I would say another superpower I have would just be showing up. Like I don't ever usually say no to anything unless it's going to be somewhat harmful in some way. If it's not going to do bad for me, then I say yes to everything I can and I show up everywhere and be there for everyone Sometimes it gets overwhelming, but I think the more you show up, the more opportunities you have. And so it doesn't have to be beatboxing. People all have their own superpowers and they can use that to better network themselves and market themselves.
2: I couldn't agree with any more than that. I think that it's so well said that everyone does have a superpower. I do see a guitar back there. Is that
1: yours? It is. I've got two guitars and a ukulele. <laughs>
2: Ava plays ukulele, too. She's actually doing it on one of the episodes with her music teacher. They did a duet. that's so cool. That's so great. Well, she's actually at swim team practice, but I would totally get her in here and you two could do a duet. Maybe we can uh, rain check that one. So what kind of music do you like like to play on your guitar?
1: I'm a huge fan of One Republic. and Yeah. Yeah. Um, So those are the two that I I know a lot of their songs, but actually funny story, not funny, life-changing story, at least for me, monumental moment. I got to meet the lead singer of One Republic on Clubhouse and beatbox for him. Yep, Ryan Tedder.
2: So he was on Clubhouse?
1: Yeah, he's on Clubhouse. He was interviewed on one of the shows that I help with, and I think he's getting really into the nft space and dropping nfts and stuff like that so it's crazy he's kind of uh i don't know what i love about ryan is he's one of those celebrities who like i said is in the public eye but also not like like if you go and uh interview every single college kid at a college campus and say who's ryan tedder most of them are probably not going to know but if you say one republic then they're all going to know one republic so
2: so interesting fact about about them we also met the whole band and they performed yeah I'll, i'll send you a photo uh ava was a baby so i'm holding um i think michael was holding ava she's a baby and gavin was little and he was in elementary school it was second grade i know this because we took him out of school that day uh to go and see them perform in a private radio station performance and so their album with secrets had just come out. Well, Gavin, you know, who's on the spectrum when he was, well, his whole life, when he was a, a little kid, instead of nursery rhymes and lullabies, he wanted to just hear one Republic on repeat to go to sleep every night. So he would just listen to that one CD back then we had CDs. So he would just use that one CD would be on repeat. And he listened to it for years and 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 years. And years. And we heard that they were coming in and I was friends and neighbors with Ryan from the Roland Ryan show. And Ryan got us in, this was in Houston, Texas and Ryan got us into KRBE and we got to watch them perform and sit on the floor while they were performing right in front of us. And they asked Gavin for a special request and he made a special, I think he asked for apologize, which is in the original CD, which is the one that Gavin has, and he's only in second grade, but they were trying to promote their next album. And so <laughs> they were like, oh, I think they, they were, they're like, oh my God, we haven't played that in so long. And so they're like, do we even remember how to play? It was very funny. And so they're like, I think what you meant to say was secrets. <laughs> and then they started playing secrets.
1: That's so funny. Well, it, and it sounds like, you know, Ryan, his story and stuff, but I know also like Apologize was really not their vibe. Like, they didn't want, they were, they, I don't know, apologize is what made them who they are, but that remix with Timbaland that they did was not like the one Republic sound that they were going for. And mm-hmm. so, for them, Stop and Stare and Secrets and these songs that were going to come out right after in in Ryan's mind that was going to make or break their band if they couldn't get away from apologize a little bit so i thought that was kind of interesting but and i don't want to make the whole podcast about that we could talk after but i'm obsessed <laughs> i'm obsessed with Ryan Tedder and One Republic and you know a big reason why i started beatboxing was because i couldn't sing And my family, actually, it's, I mean, good and bad, but they told me not to sing. Like, that's your sister's thing. Don't sing. That's your sister's thing. You've got to find out some other way to fit in musically. And so beatboxing is how I did that. And I went through band and choir and musicals and everything. Tried to fit in with music as much as I could without singing. But when I left home, uh, when I was 18, I like your son. I was addicted to One Republic. I had a CD in my my 2008 Subaru Legacy, and uh, <laughs> I would just sing in the car so no one would have to hear me. And I would sing to Ryan, like sing with Ryan on those, on those tracks every single time I was in the car to the point where I taught myself how to sing. So uh, it's weird because he, I mean, now he knows me because I beatboxed for him on Clubhouse, but before that, it's like, he doesn't even know who I am, but like, he's who taught me how to sing, you know? And he's like, who inspired me to, to do all kinds of things and doesn't even know who, who I am. So now he does, but that's really cool.
2: Well, now he does. And I actually am friends with the bass player for Fits and Tantrums and they open for them. And I went to the VIP in Vancouver when I lived in British Columbia, went to the concert and it was pretty cool having... Them there and hanging out. So, if you guys are listening, whether it's Fits and Tantrums or One Republic, uh, this is Parker Kane and he wants to meet you, Ryan. And Ryan's a fellow Canadian, eh? He actually had a show. You know, he <laughs> writes a lot of music for a lot for of people. Everyone. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. is an incredible writer. So he's he composes, he writes, he's brilliant, and he is kind of the name behind the actual music. I think he writes for Mariah Carey, doesn't he? Anyways, Parker, you could get him to write for you and you can beatbox on the future concert. You never know what will happen. And just so you know, I went to performing arts camp for uh, seven summers and my daughter is going there this summer. And Adam Levine was my brother's camper at that camp. So wow. you never know what's going to be right in our world. So I think right. it's amazing that you are helping str- people strategically network because that's everything.
1: Well, and, and the art of showing up, like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. this is my fourth podcast today. <laughs> and I'm just saying that because I'm tired, but like, I say yes. And I show up that's like, cause who knows? I mean, you and I who knows what could come with that relationship with people who are listening to this episode who know I mean someone might slide into our dms and ask us a question and who knows what comes from that there's so much that happens just from actively showing up and being yourself yeah maybe Ryan will see this and we could drop an nft who knows
2: (laughs) (laughs) well I'll be praying for you no I will do more than that praying praying gets things done but I'm actually more of the pick up the phone and send a text to a couple people and see what you can kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a little bit of time left. I want to make sure to give you some time to share your superpower with us. So, do you have anything prepared today?
1: I mean, I always freestyle, but I can go. I can go for a minute or two if you want.
2: <laughs> you can go as long as you want, babe. I'm going to be quiet and First, introduce ladies and gentlemen and everybody in this world. This is Parker Kane. His name even sounds like he's a superhero. Parker Kane, beatboxing here on Camcast.
1: can but if for cam 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 look at the cam project but it's <laughs> but it's <laughs> inspired influential put for influence and impact <laughs> with Ava's whisking in flavor?
2: We are now back with today's special guest, Parker Kane. I do love to talk, but the truth is that it's not about me talking. I love meeting new people, and I'm on the phone for hours and hours and hours meeting new people and talking and getting to know them, so I figured I might as well record it and make it a podcast and share it with other people. So I am so grateful that you've agreed to be a guest. And I know it's tiring to be, you know, talking on Clubhouse for hours and then being invited to interviews and podcasts and Zooms. And Ava and I have definitely been going through that circuit as well, (laughs) but we're so grateful that people want to interview us and want to feature us. and, And you should be so proud of yourself. And I hope your mom's proud too.
1: Oh, she is, she's awesome. It's been interesting because when I host rooms on Clubhouse, she's always in the room. So people get to meet me and my mom. And yesterday, um, I don't know when this is going out, but it was recently Mother's Day. And yeah, we're in a few rooms together on Clubhouse with my mom again. So it's always fun. She's always in my corner every single time. So every concert, every musical, every football game, every Clubhouse room, <laughs> she she's there supporting.
2: I love it. Well, here's to all those mamas out there. And hopefully Ava will feel the same way because we definitely do a lot together. It's not easy partnering with an 11 year old, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know what that's like. But when I see it happening, I freaking love it. I think that's cool.
2: Well, I am so impressed by you. I want you to leave us with some tips and advice for teens, kids or parents or mentors or other entrepreneurs. We have so many such a diverse group of people from all walks of life, from different States in the U S as well as other countries. We have an international following, which is fantastic. And what kind of tips and advice would you give to anyone either getting into the field that you're in the musical field that you're in or for being part of the kind of network that you like to go towards.
1: Awesome. My very first kind of vague Thing of advice is if it excites you, it's the right thing to do. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. That's like the main thing because beatboxing, you know, especially if you're going to start beatboxing, rule number one is you're going to look like an idiot and you just have to be okay with that <laughs> because <laughs> it's not normal for you to try to move your mouth like that and make those sounds. And so you end up looking really weird and kind of funny and people want to make fun of it. And yeah, just. Oftentimes when we're passionate about something, especially starting out and you're not as good as at it yet as you'd like to be, oftentimes people will try to steer you another way. But if it gets you excited and it's what you're passionate about, then you're going to make it happen and you're going to become the best in the world at it as long as you keep up what you're doing. So if it excites you, it's the right thing to do. And then, I, yeah, I guess that was some beatboxing tips too. If if people want to start beatboxing, just know you're going to look kind of weird uh, but definitely start with fundamentals, You know, utilize all your resources. We live in such a digital age where everything's on Google and YouTube and you can look up people who are succeeding at what they do. And I wouldn't say copy them, but try to use what they're teaching you and make your own style and find your own style and just start grinding.
2: <laughs> How can people find you, Parker?
1: Center hub for everything I've got is my website. It's parkerkane.co. That's my website. Uh, And from there, yeah, just depending on people's preferences of social media platforms and stuff, they can find all of my links there.
2: Perfect. Thank you. I really appreciate having you here. And I hope one day, well, who knows, maybe this video will go viral.
1: Who knows? Yeah, it it definitely Uh, could, especially (laughs) because nowadays it's like long form content is the new it, you know, it's the new thing.
2: (laughs) So, if you want to know what the it thing is to do or an impromptu organic commercial for your brand, you know where to find Parker Kane via the CAM Project. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here today, Parker. It was a pleasure getting to know you. And maybe one day I'll sing on your podcast. No. Yeah, I love no. that. <laughs> I'm tone, I'm tone deaf. I'm tone deaf. Just say no now. Say no now. I'm just I'm giving you an out. Right. <laughs> okay, well, thanks again. And everybody have a great day and stay um stay and listen to the end of this episode so that you can see more about how you can be a guest on camcast or have your kids as guests on camcast kids, where Ava interviews kids. We're looking for kids as well to become the podcast host for Camcast Kids. It's for kids by kids, not just about Ava. And she's so busy baking and doing camp and swim team and all that. She's happy to train other kids to do it as well. This is the Cam Projects Camcast. Thank you and have a wonderful evening.
0: Thank you for listening. We would love to consider your kid or teen as a potential guest on Camcast Kids hosted by the Cam Project co-founder, Kidpreneur Ava Hurley and Friends. Also accepting applications for parents, educators, specialists, and entrepreneurs on the CAMcast. Visit thecamproject.org to apply. Remember to follow our podcasts and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.
1: So there you have it, Samara's interview with me on Camcast. Of course, we'd both love to connect with you. You can find me on my website, parkercane.co, parkercane.co, and more on Samara and the whole Cam Project at thecamproject.org, thecamproject.org. If you enjoyed the episode, guys, you got value from it, then please share it with a friend and leave a review and follow the podcasts Upbeat with Parker Kane and Camcast with Samara Hurley. You guys are the best. I'll see you next week. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Subscribe
0: at parkerk.co.